For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 15. Episode 24. This is Running Excuses, keeping it fresh with Jim Butcher. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Howard. I'm Dan. And we have special guest star Jim Butcher. Yay! Hello. Jim Butcher, um, many, many time best-selling author of many, many awesome books, um, and uh, we are super happy to have you on the podcast, Jim. Thank you very much. We're um, recording here live at NASFIC, SpikeCon, in uh, Layton, Utah. Um, and, yeah. And so that was the audience noise that you heard. Thank you, live <laughs> audience. <laughs> All right, so keeping it fresh. Uh, <laughs> I love that this sounds like an after-school special from the 80s about rapping. Yep. Yep. Um, well, it would probably be an after-school special about something important that would have rapping in it, incidentally. Yeah, yeah. Done by people who look like us. Um, Jim, uh, we decided to talk about this because you have one of the longest-running series in science fiction and fantasy going right now, and some of the latest books and last books in the series are some of the best. Um, and so... I consider you an expert at keeping a series fresh. It's something that's very kind of near to my heart because I am writing book four of a very big series right now. And that's kind of in my head. So I guess my first question to you is, how do you keep um, the Dresden Files so fresh? How do you keep reinventing the story? Um, it, it, to me, I don't think I'm re... It doesn't seem to me that I'm reinventing anything. Mm -hmm. um, uh, when I do a Dresden Files story, uh, uh, I, I kind of had the general shape of the whole thing in mind when I got started. So, I mean, I, I got to plan it all out. So I would know, okay, well, this is this. This is what's going to happen in this section of the story. This is going to be the book about necromancers. Here's going to be the one about... Here's going to be the personal one where he gets an apprentice, you know, and, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I had the plan going from the get-go. So, in a lot of ways, it doesn't seem like it's particularly fresh to me. I think the real thing that keeps, uh, um, th th that keeps the books uh, being uh, uh, interesting and involving and longer and longer uh, uh, is that I keep, um, I keep trying to write the story that I'm not sure I'm skilled enough to write. Uh, when I plan the story, uh, you know, any, anytime when I sit down and, and I get set to, well, I'm, here's how I'm going to do the dramatic action, here's how I'm going to do the personal tensions and stuff like that, uh, uh, I always try and plan the story just a, a little bit more than I think I can readily do, um, uh, so that when I'm going forward, I'm, I'm never sure I'm, I'm going to be able to get the story done the way I want it to do. Uh, uh, and as a result, I think that, that makes you keep growing as a writer. Uh, Forcing yourself to stretch. Sure, sure. Yeah. You keep trying to reach a, a little bit further than you've done before, yeah. uh, and as long as you can do that, you can keep Keep improving, and I think that I think that's uh, kind of the meta strategy that that sort of has the side effect of making the series, you know, more fresh and interesting as you yeah. as you go along. It's the it's the uh, the self-contained version of the yes I can principle. 
Uh, Mr. Like Taylor, yeah. can you draw an entire Munchkin deck in a month? Yes, I can. Right, right. I am going to have to figure out how to do that. And I stretched from it, and I'm super glad I took on the project. But the correct answer was, I don't think so, but I want to. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do something you like that. ever um, take a book? Uh, I ask this because it's something that I do, and say, you know, in this specific book, I'm going to work on this one thing. This is something that I don't know, you know, that I'm, I, I want to learn to do better. Like, I'm going to work on my humor in this book, or I'm going to work on my interpersonal relationships or things. Do you take it that specifically, um, or is it more just, you know, here's a style of story I haven't done before? Uh, a lot of it is here's the style of story I haven't done before, uh, because I'll, I'll, I'll change it around. But on the other hand, the Dresden Files, I mean, the basic skeleton of every story is the same. You know, somebody's up to something, Harry Dresden starts poking around in it, and then things go crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, the, I mean, that's, that, that's how you write it. Um, but as far as the, uh, 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 you know, as far as, as, as focusing specifically on areas of, 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 of my writing, not, not so much. Okay. I mean, I, I just sort of figure that as long as I'm trying to cover the entire range of human experience, or at least as much as I can, within the books that, that have, you know, purple-haired fairies and stuff like that, uh, um, that, that as long as I'm, I'm trying to include all that experience, it's going to force me to, to, to grow in, in other ways and mm -hmm. in ways I wasn't expecting. So, you know, I'll be writing along and occasionally I write a scene and I'll be like, oh man, the humor was really good in that scene. That, what did I do? And I'd have to, I'll have to stop and go back and, 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 and think about it as, as, I, as I was producing it. You know, how did, the, how did I get that result? Uh, 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 other times, um, you know, I'll, I'll just be writing along going, wow, I did not expect this to be this, this soul-crushingly uh, uh, intense emotional scene, but it, it worked out there. And, 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 and then I have to stop and figure out, well, why did it work out there? And occasionally I can't explain it. Uh, uh, I do a lot of writing by instinct. Uh, uh, you know, once I get going and I'm actually doing it, I, I'll trust my instincts pretty firmly. And, uh, uh, you know, and if they start taking me in a direction, it's like, yeah, I'll go that way. Let's see, let's see what happens. I mean, the, the worst thing can happen is you write something that wasn't quite right, and you delete it, and you do it again. Dan, you um, kind of had, you, you, not kind of, you had to do this with the John Cleaver books, right? Yeah, six books in that series. How did you keep those fresh, the second three from the first three, or how were you looking at each book and doing, trying to do something different? The big problem for me that I kept tackling with each new book and with each new trilogy was this is a, an ongoing story about a character changing. How can I show that he is different than he was while still being recognizably the same person that everyone loves from the, you know, if you read the first book and you love the character for certain reasons, I need to advance him, but I can't throw away all the things people love about that. And so I kind of focused on character arcs. You know, what is he going to, you know, how is he going to change in this one? What is going to be different at the end of this book than at the start? And then kind of work backwards from there. I'm curious to know, I wanted to ask about uh, Harry Dresden with the same thing. How do you, because he does change and he does grow, but he is always intrinsically himself. Uh, do you think about that consciously or does that just come very natural to you? Um, for the most part, it comes naturally. Uh, uh, there are some things where I'll, I'll stop and look at and I go, now, wait a minute. If, if I've just had you know, Dresden take some given action and I'll think, well, that's not necessarily in character for him. So why, you know, why is he doing something different? And a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, I'll be writing along and, and the beta readers, uh, the, way I, the way I operate is I'll, I'll write a chapter and the chapter goes off to my beta readers while I'm working on the next one. And then I start getting feedback in from them so to, to hear about what they thought about the previous chapter. So 
a lot of times, you know, I'll come across something the beta readers will be like, this is really out of character for that character. And they'll, they'll list specific reasons why. I mean, I've, I've got beta readers who will be like, well, in this book, on this page, in this paragraph, you know, you know and, and then I've got to go, okay, yeah, they're right. That is out of character for what I've established. So, so why do I need to change it or do I need to explain why it's different? And, and you know, depending on, you know, on how, on how much, you know, room is left in the book, I, I love exploring, you know, why, why is it different? You know, have Dresden show up later and talk to that character and be like, you know, what, what's up? You know, try and find out what's going on in their life and so mm -hmm. on. And, you know, characters change as they, as they go along. Um, but, at the, but, but at the same time, you know, the core stuff, I don't know, I, I, think, I think holding on to the core character is as much about craft as it is about psychology. Uh, um, by the time you're, you know, by the by, by the time you've gotten your language established of which language gets used with which character, uh, um, uh, you know, when you, you're, whether you're talking about tags and traits or just sort of their their personal dialogue, uh, uh, by the by the time you've done that, it establishes a very very firm picture in the reader's mind if you keep it consistent. And the longer you go, the more firm that picture is. Um, so in that sense, the long, but you know, the long series is really is on my side. You know, it's 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 much easier to manipulate you guys when you let me do it for a long time. Um, I want to I want to take a moment and call our our listeners' attention to a couple of things you just said. On the on the one hand, you said, oh, you know, I, I do a lot of this by instinct, which feels very you know pantsy, very discovery writery. But what you just said about craft, when you talk about the craft of a of the dialogue of a character's language we've done probably a dozen or more episodes where we've drilled down on that how with with one line of dialogue the reader should be able to tell which character is speaking without any other tags how do you make that happen and what i want to illustrate here just by calling this out is that when you say instinct I think part of what you mean is that you know that craft enough that you've stopped needing to think about it when you're writing Dresden's dialogue. It's yeah. just there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, that's the whole point of craft. The whole point of craft is, you know, is the, the woodworker at his bench who knows his tools so well he doesn't need to think about using them. He doesn't need to think about how they're going to be employed or even where they are. He just reaches out and picks up his T-square and goes to work. You know, uh, uh, and that's that's the you know that's the foundation of, of what you've got to be if you want to be a professional writer. You've got to you've got to have your craft down well enough that your brain is free to do these other things, uh, uh, like be able to suggest to you, hey, maybe this character needs to have you know this sort of revelatory scene right here, uh, uh, so that we know more about who they are, uh, uh, and then. And then, and then when you go back later, you know, once you're going back and you're brushing up the stuff after you've gotten it written, then you go back later and go, well, you know what, I really need to establish this character a little bit better, more firmly, if he's going to have that big a role late in the book. I need to, I need to have him hit harder early on, uh, 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 and stuff like that, which is why I've got to do that right now. I've got, uh, uh, you know, I've got Marcone doing big stuff at the end of this story, but his introduction is a little bit soft. And even though he's got a, a much long, a larger presence in the overall series, there's going to be some people that pick up this book and it'll be the first book they've read in the series. So that means, you know, from, from just from the purely from the craft standpoint, I've got to go back and make sure he's got a good entrance that is going to be commensurate with, with his role he's in, got, in the he's story. He's got to be in the establishing shot yeah, and exactly. he's got to be front and center. Exactly. Yeah. You, you've got to have, he's got to be there. So, uh, so, I mean, so that's one of the things I'm working on right now that, that I've got, I'll have to do before the, the manuscript goes off to the editor. But... Uh, uh, but yeah, there, the craft is, is indispensable. There's, I can't think of anything. Uh, um, I mean, when I, and when I first when I first started learning about writing craft, I hated the whole idea. I hated the entire concept. My, my teacher told me so many things that I, I, I just didn't like, and I sat there all huffy about it. 
because uh, uh, you know my teacher would say things like, the business of writing is the business of manipulating people's emotions. And it's like, that sounds awful, but she's right. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, when you when you when you when you're a writer and you can write and you can write characters and you can make people laugh when you want them to laugh and cry when you want them to cry and support who you want them to support and hate who you want them to hate, that's the good story, man. That's the, that's the story everybody wants to read. Oh, I hate this guy. What's he doing next? You know that. And and to do that and and that's the entire point of writing craft. And that's why it exists to 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 help me manipulate your emotions. <laughs> Let's go ahead and stop and do a promo. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, and talk about our book of the week, which is The Aeronaut's Windlass. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about it? The Aeronaut's Windlass is a, uh, a steampunk series. I told my editor I wanted to, to make it, I wanted the genre name on it to be steam opera. And she's like, well, you can't make up your own genre. It's like, well, watch me. <laughs> um, but, uh, 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 but essentially, uh, it's a story that's set in a world where he, it's, it's very hostile to human life. And so humanity exists inside these enormous towers called spires. And uh, uh, the only way the spires are connected is by airship. Uh, so all trade, all military stuff, all travel, it all happens by airship because the surface is just, it's a green hell and you don't want to go there, so we'll be there next book. Um, uh, 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 but, but, and, and so, and, I, and it's, a, it's a really, it's a fun series because, you know, you've got all these spires and so you've got all these human cultures that are evolving entirely separate from one another. So you can get, in, you can get, you know, just, just all kinds of, of crazy nonsense, which is so much fun. Uh, uh, I mean, it's in a way I, I'm 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 just riffing off the Odyssey here, you know, going from island to island and adventure to adventure. But uh, 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 that's what we're doing in the Cinder Spire. So the characters are, you know, there's a cap there's an airship captain who's a privateer. So we've got a, you know, we've got a pirate, and uh, uh, there's a, a an heir of one of the of one of the, the you know the wealthier and more influential houses. So we've got a princess. Uh, there's a girl who can talk to cats. So we've you know, uh, and that's her, you know, that's her big thing is she talks to cats. The cats are smart. 
uh, the cats can, and the cats understand, I mean, they understand humans, except when they don't want to. Uh, 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 I mean, so, no cats, so cats, on. yeah, cats, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, and so, it's, and then we've got a cat who's a, who's a prince of his people, and and he's just such a jerk, and everybody loves him, and and I don't get that, but it's what's cat the series? Also. What's the series name? Uh, the series is the uh, the series is the Cinder Spires. The Cinder the spires. spires are all made of these giant this, this ancient black stone that is all all but indestructible, and nobody knows where it came from. And the genre is steam opera. Steam opera. Yeah. Um, I've read uh, the first book, and it was. Was one of the most delightful reading experiences I'd had in a while. They're just, it's a wonderful book. So you guys should all read it. Yes, you should. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> um, we, uh, we went really long in the front of the podcast. We are almost out of time. But I do want to touch on one other concept, which will tie into this idea of what we just talked about. Um, you are mostly known for writing um, urban fantasy, even though I know that that's not where you started in your pre-writing career, your pre-publication career. Um, and you've since published your epic fantasy, um, and you've now got <clears throat> steam opera. Right. Um, like, how do you approach different genres in keeping your own career fresh? Um, going to the different genres is a lot of fun because, I mean, you really, you get to play with different toys and you get to arrange them very differently and you get to tell slightly different stories based on which, you know, what, what is strong in the, in the, in the various genres. Um, uh, I've, I've still got my, I've got like half of my first science fiction done that's been done. I, I did that like 10 years ago and I stopped writing that book with my poor science fiction character. Uh, uh, he was, had just ejected from his ship whose core was about to explode in a decaying orbit over the moon with a solar flare coming on. And he's been there for like 10 years. Uh, I'll have to get back to that one one day. That one's sort of, sort of Men in Black meets X-Men on the moon. Uh, so, you know, that was a lot of fun too. But, uh, but yeah, when you get to go to the different genres and, and you get to make the different characters and you get to, you get to build the, the wild new stuff uh, that you, you know, it's like, wow, I really wish I could do this in the Dresden Files, but really there's, you know, laser beams are not, a, not really a thing there. You know, laser pistols are not really a thing there. Ooh, but in science fiction, I can totally do this. Uh, 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 but the, the different genres, it, they just offer you different opportunities. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still working with humans, and humans are always the same thing. I mean, it doesn't matter what point in history you go to, human nature remains the same. Uh, 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 so, and it's just fun to take humans and plop them into, into weird situations and see how they react. That, that, just erase this part, okay? I'm, I'm starting to sound like a psychopath at this point. <laughs> And, uh, drop people in, poke them with a stick, see what happens. Sure, yeah, that's, sure. That's storytelling right there. Sticks, mm. yes. Um, <laughs> we are out of time. Um, I want to thank our audience at SpikeCon. I want to thank Jim for being on the podcast. Do you, by chance, have a writing prompt you can throw at our audience? A writing prompt? Yes. Oh, let me think here. Um, yeah, something we didn't know was intelligent has been intelligent all along. Go. Excellent. Nice. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.